Welcome to I Am Divine, mastering your intuition with psychic mediums and spiritual psychology coaches and science of mind practitioners, Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. This is Paula Hunter. And this is Kim Garden. And welcome to another episode of I Am Divine, a spiritual podcast where you will discover your psychic potential within by learning skill sets that develop and master your spiritual gifts. We will teach you about universal truths that will empower you to manifest a life you truly desire. We are here to remind you who you are, the powerful badass that you are, the divine I am. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing what an ultimate truth is versus what a relative truth is. And this may be terminology that you haven't heard before, but I think it's also really, really important to understand when we think about our divinity and that we are divine. So let me just take a minute to explain what an ultimate truth is. And I think the easiest way for me, and me and Kim have had lots of conversations on this. Yes, we have. (laughs) It is very much about a truth, a belief that is true. Let me go back a little bit here. So it doesn't matter whether you believe in it or not, it is still a fact. And and I always use the example, I use two examples, but one is um, energy. And science has proven that energy cannot be destroyed, it merely changes shape. So this would be an explanation or, or an example of what an ultimate truth is. The other example that I always use, which I find is fun, is gravity. So gravity, again, from a science perspective, In this planet Earth, we have gravity. So even if you didn't believe in gravity, it doesn't mean you're going to go floating off into space because we know it's a truth. So that is another example of what we call an ultimate truth, because you don't have to believe in it for it to be real. It is an accepted belief system based on a society, I guess you can say, or scientifically backed in some cases as well. I think we need to know that when we talk about ultimate truth, what it means is whether you believe it or not, but you are this all-knowing, all-capable, all-powerful, you know, almighty human being, well, or even spiritual being, but that is you, whether you believe it or not. That is your ultimate truth. But when you go into relative truth, based off what you have experienced in your life, based off your own feelings, your own limiting beliefs, your own cultural programming, that can change your perception of the ultimate truth. Even Well, no, I guess not of the ultimate truth, but it, to be able to see it clearly, I guess you could say. The understanding between the two. Yes. And, and we've spoken a lot the last podcast about us coming from source and being from God and made in that image, that is an ultimate truth. Mm -hmm. So if in what we call our relative truth, which is a personal perspective of our life, it could be something different. So I always use the example with the coaching program in myself and the trauma work that I was working through. I recognized that one of my beliefs in myself was that I wasn't worthy. I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And when I was able to step back and understand that this was the result of experiences that I had. And I'll give you an example of one of my earliest that I remembered, which to me, I would never have thought was a trauma. I would never have thought that that would be, you know, something so simple could have such an effect. So I would Mm -hmm. have been about 
six years old, I was in a classroom, I had a substitute teacher, and I believe we were told to just create this picture of a circus. So I had my crayons, and I'm making my circus, and I'm so proud of myself, and I take it up to the substitute teacher, big smile on my face, and she looked at it, she frowned, she scrunched it up in a ball, and she threw it in the garbage, and she said, that's awful, do it again. And Mm -hmm. in that moment, I mean, I was devastated. I was hurt. I was a child. I was so young. And I remember going back to my desk and I just sat with the blank piece of paper and a crayon and I was trying to hold back the tears, just waiting for the class to finish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now 40, 50 years older, 40 years (laughs) anyway, and I look back at that, I I would never have thought about it. But Mm -hmm. going through the work that I've done to begin to heal myself, I realized that in that moment when that teacher did that to me, I decided that I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And what I found is I started creating these patterns that began to come from that place. So my experiences were validating that belief that I wasn't good enough. So I was always trying to people please, trying to do everything for everybody else, putting other people on a pedestal, getting in my head, talking to myself, telling me how awful I was, how I wasn't good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. And it's amazing how much those singular little incidences can play out so greatly in our lives. Kim, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have an experience from the past that has created something for you. I have so many. Well, it's fascinating too, because you said, you know, yours is that, you know, you weren't worthy or not good enough, but I'm not good enough is actually the like number one limiting belief amongst everybody. And I think something that needs to be brought up too, is that our beliefs are are created in that instance where you just, these are these feelings that come up and they become our beliefs and then they outpicture in our lives, but they can not only be in this lifetime, they can be in other lifetimes that come forward as well. I'll tell you a quick little story about one of my limiting beliefs that came up from a past lifetime was where I went into a past life regression and I was a servant for somebody and I ripped the shirt of the man I was working for and he came down and he beat the crap out of me. And during that moment, I created that belief of I'm a piece of shit. And so during my life, it's like that has come up where I have allowed people to treat me a certain way because I had that belief that I'm a piece of shit. And learning where it was created and doing that inner work and releasing those feelings that are connected to that. Now it's like that limiting belief comes up sometimes, but I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm not. But what I find too fascinating about relative and ultimate truth is that you and I, Paula, can go through the exact same experience. I've had an experience with a teacher as well, which makes me think teachers really do help create you, right? So it's like, um, and it wasn't such a great experience, but we could go through the exact same experience, but based off our past lives, based off our experience of growing up and how we grew up, we could go through the exact same thing, but look at it completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. you bring up some some great points too. And I love how you said that in that situation, how you felt like you were a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And when we look at that versus ultimate and relative truths, so that limiting belief is sitting there. And as you said, oh, I can see it coming up. But when I look back to the ultimate truth, I am a spiritual being. I am divine. I am beautiful. I am, you know, whatever that is, I can remind myself that this is an experience that I've created, but I Mm -hmm. can also go, hey, 
I know who I am and I can come back to that ultimate reality at the end of the day. It is simply a choice. Mm-hmm. So, so just, just a comment too, when we talk about what are these things that can help to create our relative truths. So you said experiences, traumas. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's been a bad breakup. Maybe your parents were fighting. Maybe it's divorce. There's so many instances there. It might be a trauma where you've been assaulted or you've been attacked. It could be mm-hmm. something... Kim, as you brought up, coming from a past life, right, which is the Akashic records. It's Mm -hmm. something that we've experienced because we can continue to experience cycles through our multiple lifetimes if we still haven't learned a lesson. We're meant Mm -hmm. to go through that. It can come through our cultural programming. You know, Mm -hmm. as, as a female, we know how sometimes it can be difficult to step into, say, a very male oriented as far as business or work, because we're not always seen from the perspective of what we know, but we're seen as being a female. You know, there's so many different ways. Epigenetics is another one, and it may Mm -hmm. be a term that most people are not familiar with. This is actually trauma that can be passed down through our lives, through our DNA. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, but this is why it's so important to really do this subconscious mind soul work is because I joke with everybody. I'm like, the rest of this life is going to be freaking amazing. And my next life, because I'm doing so much work because I don't want to carry that stuff. I've carried it for too many lifetimes. Now I'm ready to move past of it. I'm ready to stand in that ultimate truth, knowing exactly who I am, knowing that I have this power, knowing that I am the creator. And I'm I'm ready to do that. And that's, I think that's important for people to know that it's a choice. It's a choice. Are you going to continue to allow those beliefs to control you? Or are you ready to stand in your ultimate truth, the truth of who you are and claim who you are? Yeah, Coming back to the I am divinity. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think one of the things that I learned by understanding the difference between an ultimate truth and a relative truth too has helped me in relationships. So a relationship can be a relationship with myself. It can be with a partner. It might be with friends or family members. You know, our whole life is based on relationships. So in the past, if I'm having a discussion with someone and I'm reacting based on that, maybe going, well, why can't they just see this? And why can't they just do that? I'm judging it. Now, Now Mm -hmm. I can step back and go, oh, I recognize that they're in their own relative truth and they're Mm -hmm. going through their own experience. So I don't have to become, I don't say confrontational, but I think sometimes we do that. We want to go toe to toe with somebody. You're not triggered there because the emotion isn't hijacking you. You know, you're not fueled by it. You're able to see clear that it is its relative truth and you're able to think clearly. Is it ultimate truth? You know what I mean? Like you're able to just not react. Yeah. And, And I think that was one of the most important things that I began to understand. I know I'm divine and I don't have to go toe to toe with this person. I can step back and see, I see what they're creating based on their own, whether it's a limiting belief, whether it's a command, whether it's a trauma, Mm -hmm. knowing that maybe there's nothing that I can say that's going to change that opportunity. And, And the biggest thing I think both of us have learned, Kim, is by taking care of your own traumas and really looking at what those relative truths are within yourself, it begins Mm -hmm. to reflect all relationships outside of yourself. So the old belief was, I need to fix somebody else. And I think as women, especially in kind of relationships, 
relationships with mates or partners, we can attract those mates that need the help because we want to be the helper healers. But in understanding who we are, we'll stop doing that. It begins to shift. It begins to change it. It begins to go, I know who I am. I don't need to go and play the game of combating. I see who you are. I recognize that you are in this cycle within yourself. So I can just stand back holding it in my heart, knowing who you really are. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, you are divine too. You're having your own experience based on what you've experienced in the past. And it's not my job to try and convince you otherwise. Mm-hmm. I say just be in that understanding of who we really are at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. There's power in that because again, like you said, the more we focus on dealing with our own traumas, it is reflected. So if we have that belief that it's the whole creative process, and this is another podcast that we're going to be doing, this is our life's work. Like the creative process is our life's work and it's, but it's power. It is, you are in control of everything that is out pictured in your life based off your beliefs. So if you are believing that you are not good enough, that is what is going to be out pictured in your life. You're going to have those relationships where you don't feel good enough. You're going to get the job where you're not good enough. You're going to have the lack when it comes to financial abundance because you don't feel you're good enough. But when you come back and that's all based off your relative truth, but when you step back into your ultimate truth, you are able to claim that power to claim your I am knowing that again, that all capable, almighty, all whatever you want to put there, that is you and you are then the creator of your life and you can create anything you want. And I think that there's so much power in that. And that's what we want to teach in in our group on these podcasts is that we have the power to create a life. And it starts with you and knowing to do your trauma work, again, trauma, depending on big or small, whatever it is to do your trauma work, make yourself a priority by checking in with yourself, going within, you know, taking care of you so you can release those traumas and come back to your ultimate truth. Because when you stand in your ultimate truth, you're not getting hijacked by your emotions. You're not getting taken advantage of. You're in that true divinity, which is, again, absolute power. I was looking at it as the layers of an onion. You know, Mm -hmm. we can see the same beliefs playing out again and again and again, but we can have multiple things going on. And I mean, this is some of maybe in some cases, the hardest work you're ever going to do, because you have to go into the emotion, but it is the most empowering, uplifting, freeing work that you will also do too. We've done some E4 trauma work. And I know some of the things that I experienced was it's almost like something just shifts inside. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to intellectualize about it. I'm looking at it. I'm going through it. I'm releasing the emotion around it. And you know what? I'm coming back to the ultimate truth to say, you know what? I'm a badass, divine, Mm -hmm. I am beautiful being. And now my energy comes from that perspective. And when I recognize if I'm falling back into old patterns, I, like you said, Kim, I can go, no, no, no. I know what's happening here. Let me spend some time for myself to remind myself who I am. So I don't have to keep doing the same shit again and again. Um, as I say that, the guides make a joke about uh, the definition of insanity. Yes. The same thing again and again and <laughs> yes. expecting a different result. And yeah. that's what we do. And we'll go, I'm not a bad person. Why does this keep happening to me? Well, it mm-hmm. keeps happening to me because the energy that we're really sending up to the universe and energizing is all that little mind chatter of how we talk to ourselves and how we feel within ourselves. And when we change that, when we love ourselves, when we remember how beautiful we are, we cease to send up 
stop that energy or frequency. And we begin to create something different because now we're actively becoming um, the artist with that blank canvas in front of you where you can go, what do I really want? Now Mm -hmm. I can define what I want, but I can also focus my energy into that creation, whatever it is. I think you made a valid point too. You're talking about, you know, going in and doing the work, but I've noticed with my clients and myself, like I've, I've been on this really healing journey, I would say for the past two years, almost two years. And you know what, the first couple of weeks when you go into it, especially with, I always say there's a five to six week mark with my clients where it's like, they'll go into it. And around the five, six week mark, we've done quite a bit of trauma healing, a lot of releasing. It's been a roller coaster of emotions. But once you're able to really get just some of those emotions out, that is when the shift happens. You're able to be less triggered. You're able to see things more clearly and you're able to see, have that love and that forgiveness for yourself. It is a huge shift that happens. When you talk about it being work, it feels like it's overwhelming. Some people are like, I don't want to do the work. I don't want to be able to take that time, but it's not a lot of time. It is minimal things. It is about checking in with yourself in the morning. It's about checking yourself at night. It's doing your daily spiritual practice, which we talked about. We're going to do a podcast on. It's about doing those little things to start to acknowledge yourself. And then once you're able to do that, then you're able to really shift into seeing yourself as the ultimate truth, as spirit, and knowing that you start to have forgiveness for yourself. You start to have that love. And then those expectations, that pressure, all of that starts to release. When we talk about the work and putting the work in, I know that it was like, I knew I wanted to heal. I knew I needed something different within me and I didn't know how. When we talk about doing the work, yes, there's the trauma work we have to do, but I also think there's the first level of that onion that you talked about. And it's like, hey, how am I feeling? Hey, what's going on around me? Hey, what meaning am I putting on this? So there's different layers to that onion that you talked about. And yes, trauma work is, it's a big part of when you do your trauma work, it provides the most shift, right? Like it really neutralizes those emotions, but there's also other things that might not feel so overwhelming where it's like, you know, again, the daily spiritual practice, checking in with yourself, doing stuff that makes you feel good, speaking your truth, whether it's through journaling or whatever, there's different ways that, and different levels that you can really come back to your ultimate truth. And I think it's still coming back to say, you know, what makes me happy? What is my passion? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what's going to direct you as well and help you to stay in that. Mm -hmm. So, I just want to do a little recap. So again, an ultimate truth. It is a a truth or a belief that is unchangeable. It's unaffected by the subjective world of opinions, desires, and beliefs. It doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. It is in existence. So when we talk about source or God or gravity or energy, it exists. And we come back to relative truth. These are based on perception and interpretation according to how someone relates to light. So it's their values. It's their experience experiences. It's their identities. It's who they think they are. So looking at the two, although they are connected, our goal at the end of the day is to bring that ultimate truth into our relative experience, into that relative truth. And that's how we begin to shift everything that surrounds us. That's how we begin to change the fabric of our lives, Mm -hmm. right? Which is so exciting. It's why we're here. That is the I am divinity is to understand who you are, do the work we need to do, see from where it's coming from, but then choose something different. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that, Kim? No, I think that was a beautiful end. So this brings us to the end 
of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us during our conversation on ultimate truth versus relative truth. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Divine. And as always, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed our show, please rate our podcast and be sure to come back next week for our discussion on spirit connections, where myself and Kim, we will share how we connect with spirit. What are our processes? What are the things that we do to strengthen that bond, to strengthen that connection at the end of the day? Until then, this is Kim. And this is Paula. And don't forget that you are powerful. I am divine badass. This podcast was created by Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. We welcome you to join our private Facebook group, I Am Divine, to connect with other like-minded individuals and be part of our special events that will only be found in our private community. We would love to hear your feedback on today's podcast and on any other topics that you would like to know more about. For more information about our podcast, information on Kim and Paula, our special events, spiritual coaching, training programs, or even to book a private reading with Kim or Paula, we invite you to visit our website at www.iamdivine.ca.